You are listening to Scale Your Freelancing Podcast with your host, Satya Perna. Every week, we bring you inspiring messages and interviews to help you scale your freelance business to six figures while creating more freedom than ever before. Thanks for joining us today and let the show begin. Welcome to Scale Your Freelancing Podcast. This is your host, Satya Purna. And today I'm in conversation with Megan Williamson, who is a friend of mine and a total badass Pinterest strategist for her clients. So today we're going to be talking about how Megan scaled her Pinterest consulting business to over six figures. Hi, Megan. Welcome. Hi, Satya. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that introduction. Did you hear me laughing? I love yeah. It's like always that like, that's the title I want written on my grave. <laughs> I mean, you definitely love Pinterest a lot if you want that word written on your grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe in a few other things, but yes, yeah, I, I live and I things. breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so how are you doing today, by the way? I'm wonderful. Yes, we were just chatting about, uh, I just did a, a very successful launch, my biggest launch yet. And um, it was amazing. And you had a special part in that. So Satya helped me totally rewrite my sales page. So I am in recovery mode for anyone who has ever launched a new product and followed like, you know, a pre-launch and a structured five-day launch to their entire email list and social networks. It is the most exciting time, but also is very exhausting. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm in recovery mode mode. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, so needed. Like literally every time I've launched before, it's like, I need at least like three to five days to like come back to normal and like oh, kind yeah. of decompress. I mean, it's so funny that like, I've actually even gotten sick, right? Oh yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like when we used to, if like you ever, like if you did a degree that during exam times, you were yeah. like, hi, hi, hi. And on your last exam, you'd walk out and you'd want to go celebrate, but you'd be like, I think I'm getting sick. And then you'd be in bed for three days with a really yeah. awful cold, right? Or like get the flu. <laughs> I think it's the same with launching or the, the sort of like, um, you know, online entrepreneur dilemma is that people always launch and then ghost for six weeks. Oh yeah. And you do not see them because they're just like reclusive, you know, we're all secret introverts as much yeah. as like you and I are both extroverts. We love meeting people and talking. There is something about being on for that many days in a row that you just need some downtime. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you joined us for the podcast anyway, and you're willing to socialize a little bit to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I would love to hear about your story because, you know, this podcast yeah. is all about really featuring people's stories around how they got started doing what they're doing and how they scaled to six figures, right? That's what I love to yeah. talk about. So tell me a little bit more, like, how did you get started with consulting around Pinterest and what was that journey like for you? Yeah. So I actually would label myself as an accidental business owner, especially an accidental online business owner. So I actually have a, uh, my career and what I went to school for, for way too long and owed a lot of money for was as a school and child psychologist, oh. always loved children, um, wanted, I loved psychology. And I went to school for almost 10 years, have a, a master's degree in school and child psychology. 
But the funny thing is, is that about, so after I finished my master's at the time, my ex, my partner um, was from Belfast, Northern Ireland. And he, we had lived in Canada for a long time. He lived in New York city. And he said, you know, it's time for you to come live in Europe with me. So I actually left my job here in Canada and moved to first Scotland, then Northern Ireland. And nobody would hire me like nobody. Um, and I went from being like having a full-time job, feeling very valued, making an impact on the world to like, stay at home girlfriend with nothing oh. to do. I know oh, in man. a new city, um, yeah. but what was actually really cool is at that time, I, I always was tech savvy. And so like, I read a lot of blogs. I spent time online and I actually had this conversation with my husband last night. My husband has been making websites since before people even made websites. Wow. And we were laughing that like in 2010, I was living in Belfast as part, I was collecting, um, job seekers, which is basically like the government allowance for people who are seeking jobs. And part of it was that they made me go to a three-day workshop. Mm -hmm. And at that three-day workshop, they said, come up with a business idea. And do you know, Satya in 2010, I was like appalled about how many people in the UK and Ireland, nobody had websites Nobody used social media to promote their businesses. And at that time I was getting into blogging. I was actually mm. starting, I, I created a WordPress blog and had a decor and DIY blog. And what was crazy is I did that workshop and the facilitator was really mean. And she told me that there was no work in the job that I, I the, the business I came up with. And Satya, I would be a billionaire right now if I had started a digital marketing business in 2010. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? And you would have been like a shark. Like you would have been the first yeah. person there. And like, because at that time, because I was blogging, I understood website design. Um, that time, Twitter was really big, Facebook. And because I, I actually, even at that time, I became a VA, but we didn't even call it VA. Like I was just called an assistant for this woman right. in, in America. And so I, I researched her blogs, published them. I put them on social media. I ran her Pinterest account. We did all these things. And I didn't know it. It was just to make money, right? Like pocket right. change. But I learned all these skills about why it's so important to promote your business um, on social media channels. And at that time, I was an early adopter of Pinterest, fell in love with it, and actually <laughs> Um, at that time from, you know, 2010 to even upwards to like as recent as 2016, I was a fairly active blogger and 97% of my traffic came from Pinterest. So okay. people started noticing and saying, Hey, you're really good at it. And next thing I knew people were begging me to do consultancy for them. So that's sort of the long version, but can you imagine like my husband and I were laughing, he was building websites in 2005 and I was saying that I wanted to start a social media marketing business in 2010, but neither of us understood. Like we did all these other things and now that's what we do. <laughs> Amazing. I, I love it. And you know, it's like, it's what, uh, like what Steve Jobs says, right? It's like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots mm. looking backwards. Like, it's, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's such a good quote. And it's so true. Like, I think with all of us, I think that's one of the most beautiful parts about life is that you don't know how things are adding up for the greater good. Like you only yeah. see that over like a period of time, right? Like you only see that like at, at like end of 10 years. Cause it's so funny. Cause 
I was reading personal development books when I was like 13 years old, by the way. Like my parents are, I was such a nerd. Like I literally, there was only three things I did as a teenager. Yeah. I had no boyfriends or anything. I was like a total late bloomer. I was like, yeah. literally, I was reading books on like personal development. I was reading yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Who Moved My Cheese, all the really old school personal development yes. books. Like, yes. And I was uh, literally magic of thinking big, like all of those old school books. And I was playing tennis and I, I loved math. So I was like, such a nerd. Like, yeah, I love nerd. that though. But yeah, like now that I look back, I'm like, holy shit. Like those are all the things that I yeah. still love. Like I still love. And you were 13, right? And you yeah. were just like, oh, I'm just going to read this book. I think that's just <laughs> it. That sometimes in the moment, like when I was living in Belfast, I was really lonely. I taught myself how to, how to design a WordPress website. And that was the time where there was no plugins. Like everything was coding. I taught right. myself how to code. And then I also really learned the importance of content marketing and using social media to promote your business or your brand. And I think that's where it just was always always a natural fit for me. So yeah. when people started saying to me, Hey, Megan, what are you doing? And like, first it was some like blogger friends of mine. Then it was businesses that I actually worked with as a content creator. I definitely had imposter syndrome. So if anyone right. here has ever had that and like, I, I was like, well, I don't know if I can teach other people. Like I'm a psychologist. What would I teach them about Pinterest? Mm. So I, I went out of my way to learn everything I could about what worked, not just for you or me as a blogger, but what would work for business owners. And basically like I did the Pinterest thing as a consultancy thing, as a side hustle for extra money before yeah. I had my son or when we were wedding planning. And then when I had my son, I have to admit, um, I love children, but when I had a baby, it was a huge like slap in the face right. that I was I loved being a mom, but I was so bored and right. like, there was only so many walks I can do and tummy time and meet other moms for coffee. Right. And I'm just that person, right? Like this is actually where my journey, like, it's like, oh my God, of course, Megan, do you know? So I used to be one of the top performing psychologists in the school board that I worked in. It meant that I worked, I did a lot of reports. I was high producing right. and a friend of mine who still works with my old chief, we, that was his position. He was the chief psychologist said, right. um, have you talked to Megan lately? Um, she's now running a successful marketing business. And do you want to know what he said? Of course <laughs> she is. And I was like, what? How, like, I didn't know that I was going to start a marketing based business and be successful. And, but other people did, yeah. it was like other people saw in me because I think I always, I was always busy. Like I'm somebody right. who like, you know, if, if, if work was quiet, I would start a new project to engage right. parents. I would start a new thing with like new families to the neighborhood. I was always working on new initiatives and trying to always like have a bigger impact. And that's why now that I own my own business and like, I, I control what I do. I control when I start new stuff. Like we were just laughing. Like I just closed up a launch and I'm already yeah. thinking about what I want to work on in my quiet months, which is yeah. ridiculous, but it's also just my personality, right? Yeah. Like I was that girl in high school that, you know, I love school. I love reading. Um, but I would also like, I worked on the weekends full time, literally worked all day Saturday and Sunday. I, you know, had a boyfriend, I was head of prom committee and I did the yearbook because I just loved doing right. different stuff. And I make projects for myself when I'm not busy. Yeah. And you know what? I think there's such a, I think it's an amazing quality. And I, this is something that I've really come to understand that it's like, 
it's our biggest strength is just like who we naturally are you know like mm. for example i'm sure when you work with clients you just go above and beyond like your mm. basic job description because you don't want to just settle for oh yeah like oh this is this is kind of second best but it's okay you know and yeah. i'm the same way too it's like when i'm writing a, a piece of copy or like doing a project the only thought in my mind is how can this be the best thing that my client has ever received number yeah. one and how can this be the smoothest experience my client has ever had like in yeah. my head it's like i want the deliverables to be amazing yes but i also want the process to be so amazing that they're like holy shit like i need to work with this woman again right oh but- well yeah that's just it though but those are also the things that also as busy online entrepreneurs like we don't expect people to like, you know, like if it's not as quick or rough, but like, like you say, even you and I working together, like, you know, your turnaround was, I was like, wait, what is that an email from Satya? Like, I think that, um, it, but it really does make, and I think sometimes because we do work in a world where sometimes we don't plan properly and you do need help quickly. Um, And I think actually, I feel like that's why I did a degree in psychology before I did this, because it taught me one, how to analyze the data two how to understand, like, you know, my studies of working with children. Yes. You understood a unique profile and what their learning needs were, but I would learn like what was easy for them. What was hard for them? How can we help them strengthen strength? So I use that sort of analytical mind, but then also understanding that I can figure out what works for 80 people out of 100 when it right. comes to Pinterest, not just one person. And I yeah. think actually that's one thing that where my competitors fall really flat is they have a case study of one. And I'm not saying yes. that that's not important, but because I've, I've really been lucky and worked with so many people, I can reproduce results because yeah. I see, okay, brand new business, well-developed business, big brand content creator, all these different industries and what the common threads are. And that's what psychology is, right? right? Like identifying yeah. patterns. Yeah. Um, and also like you mentioned, like I tend to, because of my training in psychology, I think I tend to under promise and over deliver Bec- mm. and I do that with my client work, right? Like I keep right. expectations low and then I want them to be super happy. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. You know, like promise them one to 2% growth month over month, but then we're going to hit five. And then it's like, oh, amazing. Right. Amazing. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, actually, I think it's perfect. You're perfect for marketing because marketing is all about psychology, like literally (laughs) very much. so. Yeah. That's what it is about. So yeah. If you are a trained psychologist, like you belong in the marketing world, because that, that is your playground. You're going to crush it. Yeah. 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 I love that. So I'm curious. So what was the journey like for you, like from starting your Pinterest consulting to getting to that place where you were making over six figures? Did that happen yeah. really quickly for you? What it was that? Did. Like? Well, yeah. So that was actually a huge realization is I realized very quickly how much money I could make and that there was no cap. Mm. Like, I think when you go from like a government salary job where it's like, you know, every paycheck right. after you've paid your taxes is going to be $1,200. Whereas like, I'm like, oh, if I work an extra two hours, I can make an extra thousand dollars. And it was like, I realized very quickly with, with planning and support that I could go from like $3,000 a month to 6,000 to 9,000. And of course I have operational costs. Like, you know, I have a team that helps me execute the work, but I went from like I worked part-time with a newborn and I just playing around and having a few clients made $40,000. Then the next year, I think I jumped up to 
175 or over. Um, now, again, that doesn't count like what I pay for my team and my taxes, but it was like, all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, like that replaces the income that my husband and I both had when we were both leaving five days a week, community right. work. Um, and so I, I realized very quickly that there was no ceiling and that mm. really depending on the type of clients I could attract, I could charge more for my services. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really what happened. So I started attracting brands and brands are used to being asked to pay $10,000 for social right. media management. So yeah. when I say my fees are two, they're like, whoa, amazing. Let's do it. Right. But to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's more than one of my paychecks that I would have gotten. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. But yeah, it's, that's it. Like, I think once you're in the right niche and you have the right kind of clients who don't mind paying 5,000, 10,000, $15,000, then like you're, you're good. Like literally, you know, you don't really need that many clients to create, no. a, yeah, create a good, healthy income. And you're so right about that. This is something that I talk about with literally everybody in my life, to be honest, because I feel like entrepreneurs are like a very small segment of people who truly believe that there's no cap on their income. Like for yes. example, my, my dad, who's been like, yeah. you know, who's, who was an employee for like 40 years of his Yeah. My dad too. Life. He's like, you know, he still tells me like, Satya, you should keep your expenses very low. I'm like, why? I can earn as much money as I want. It's like, I know. So this is just it though. But isn't, that's so funny that you mentioned your dad because my dad worked for the same company from the day he turned 19 and left, call, like he, he graduated from college. He Holy was dating shit. my mom. From 19 to the day he retired, he worked for the same company, Satya. So you can imagine like when he was like, what do you mean you're not going back to your job in psychology? What do you mean? And like, even now, <laughs> I think they're like, holy cow, what is she doing? And they don't even know like when I launch or when I have products. And I think that's like, you know, my husband works with me and supports me in my business. And so we talk about that, that it's like, it's our own money mindsets. It's like yep. really the ceiling is the, and you get to decide how much you charge. Like I was just doing some um, coaching yesterday with someone. I coach women who want to become, um, are starting or scaling a Pinterest business strategist VAs. And, um, and she was like, well, uh, you know, I charge $600 for management and, but she has a background in marketing. She's so creative. She's amazing. Has this, like, she has the resume. She's like, well, I'm just not sure if I can charge more than that. And I was like, why? And she's <laughs> like, well, because I don't have that many of my own clients. I worked in an agency. And I was like, well, who said you can't charge more? Like, yeah. think about what you're, what you're providing to them. And she was like, oh, I never thought about, like, I thought I had to do it this particular way. And I was right. like, no, I don't like you decide. Right. And then some people, 100%. they associate a certain value. Like if someone said to me that they could work on my sales page for a hundred dollars, I would be seriously concerned. Right. Be like, uh, yeah, no. Oh my God. So true. Like people need to hear this a hundred percent. Like I have refused to hire people for being too cheap, literally, because yeah. it's yeah. actually very, very scary. Like people want a solution that is reassuringly expensive. Like mm -hmm. everybody wants it. This is something that not enough people talk about because people are like, oh, what, will, what is the price your market will bear? Honey, that number doesn't exist. It's like, no. I think you can sell us, you can sell a sales page at a thousand dollars. You can sell a sales page at $10,000. You can sell a sales page at a hundred thousand dollars. It depends on mm -hmm. who's sitting in front of you and how much, you know, yeah. what kind of setup they have, right? Like if yeah. there's and a person the who has that you build, yeah. right? I think it's about the 100%. rapport that you build with your clients because absolutely, 
And that's where, like you said it, right? Like sometimes that first experience with working with somebody, it's like, you know, you're kind of getting to know each other, but once that like trust, and that's what actually, I think why my business grew so rapidly because I established really strong rapport and trust with my clients. And they became this huge system of referrals. And like, I was getting these huge clients. Like I worked with a, I worked with a blogger and guess who she worked with a huge American company. Right. With Pinterest. So she told them that I could help them. And that ended up being like over the course of three years, probably 50, $60,000 for me. Right. Or maybe more. I don't remember exactly, but, um, I think that knowing and understanding that like you could have three, like you said, three clients or four clients that are really high touch, you establish great rapport with, but the price tag reflects that high touch, you know, extra, extra personalization that you bring to the work that you do. Yeah. And you know, after you're right, after that point, once you have that trust, like it's the thing is your clients don't want to leave you. Like they no. genuinely don't want yeah. to leave you. And it's like, this is something I've noticed so many times. It's like, once I finish the first project with anybody, it's literally like, it's, there's endless number of projects. They're like, I like, feel, I feel very seen right now. Satya. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. But I think like for anybody listening, that's where also leaning into what your like superpowers are. Like, yeah. what is that thing that you are naturally really gifted at? So like, that's another thing that where people talk about like, well, I don't feel like I can charge and like why people are paying for access to your brain just because it's easy for you. I actually, when I was a, Uh, like my best friend when I was in my, like, she's still my best friend, but we met when we were in our twenties, her and I used to laugh that we learned really quickly. So if we got a part-time job, we could complete our work in probably like an hour or two, but we were being paid for five or six hours. And our friend's mom overheard us talking about it. And she was like, that's not right. And I, and I remember, so this is actually early entrepreneur mindset. I said, it's not my fault that I work more efficiently and can complete a job in one hour that it takes other people four hours. And I shouldn't be penalized the same way that when people, if so, anyone listening, like if there's something you're very good at and is easy for you, that is the path of least resistance, like, oh, right. So if it's your, and Pinterest is that thing for me, it's so hard for other people to understand understand. And I'm like, great, pay me and I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Right. Or like you with, with your copywriting, like you've always been naturally very gifted at it and you've worked at it. So people should be paying to have access to a skill that you're amazing at the same way we might pay. If you want to get better at public speaking, you hire a public speaking coach to help teach you the things that they do to make it easy to grease the wheels. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, do you think, you know, any fame, world famous artist, do you think Picasso is going to fucking give you a discount because he can paint <laughs> easily? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like it doesn't exist. Like it's just no. such bullshit. Or actor. That, yeah. That, that's just it. That it, that's it. But also there's so much that happens behind the scenes, like as artists or freelancers or entrepreneurs, like we're, we're very hard on ourselves and we might make things look easy, but like you, you've been reading these books since you were 13. 
routine, you know, like you've been living and breathing and reading (laughs) and, and growing your brain and your cognitive, like your cognitive abilities, especially when it came to writing. And so it's like, it's like anything, if you have a natural gift for it and people are like, oh my God, help me with it. It's not like writing is not one of my strengths and especially detail oriented writing. So like when I do personality assessments, I'm a, you know, influencer. I love teaching. I love executing. I love taking action, imperfect action. So then I need help with the things that I, I'm not naturally gifted at. Yeah. For and sure. there's always a need for it. So no matter what job people are thinking of doing, there's always somebody who needs you. Yeah, no, so true. Like, like you know, it's so funny because, okay, for example, for me, right? Writing sales copy, writing website copy is like the easiest thing in the whole damn world. If you mm-hmm. ask me to write captions for Instagram, I literally <laughs> want to kill myself. Like, it's just so funny. Yeah. annoying. Because like, I, when I have to write that short form copy when I'm staring at a Pinterest, I'm, I'm staring at yeah. Instagram and I'm like, I have to write short form copy for Instagram. Like, it's a, a very different type <laughs> of writing, right? Yeah. Like that's an art in and of itself is that yeah. like short snappy writing is also very hard. Well, that's like, I'm not good. I, I really don't think I'm naturally drawn to being a good writer. Pinterest related copy, I'm great at like I because I've been doing it for years, but it also was a muscle that I conditioned. Yeah. So I I had to get good at it to be able to get my clients the best results. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I know you got to run soon, so I'm I'm gonna wrap. You're gonna wrap this up over here. Sure. But a, a quick question that I want to ask you, which I think you, you would love to answer as well. In the last ten years that you've been running your business, what would you say is like the number one like best advice you ever received? Oh gosh, the best advice. You know what? I don't know. It was the best advice for, well, I I've received, I received some interesting advice from somebody very early on when my son was very little. And it was actually a man who's an accountant owns his own account, successful accounting firm here in Toronto. And my husband coached him for cycling, bicycle riding. Um, And he took me aside at a meeting and he said, James, can you take the baby? I want to talk to Megan alone. And I was like, this okay. Is yeah. <laughs> and he said, James told me that your business is growing very rapidly. And I said, yeah. And he said, you need to hire a business coach immediately. And wow. I said, I was like, and at that time, like I had never been told that I didn't know what, like anything from anything. And I was like, what? And he's like, you need somebody who isn't James, who can mentor you and help you make good decisions. And I was like, oh, I can't afford that. Like right away, I was like, no, 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 I don't have the money. And he said, Megan, people are going to support you. You need to take some risks to invest in your business. And this is from an accountant, like somebody who has a reputation of like being very careful with his money and his client's money. And he said to me, what's the worst that can happen if you launch this business and go all for it? And I was like, well, what if we don't have the security? What if we have a son now? And he said, yeah, but if you got into a pickle, your family could help you, right? I said, of course, Yeah. but I'm really independent. So I don't want their help. Right, and he goes, of course. Megan, take the risk and you're never gonna look back. And he oh. said that to me when my son was like four or five months old, we had just created the website. I was like, and I was really nervous. Like, could I start a business? Was it going to be successful? Was this a good decision for our family? And like that, I still think about how he, like, you know, he just took me aside and said that to me. And I still like, 
it, it just blows my mind that he, he picked up on that and he, yeah. he just planted those. I've never forgotten it. Oh, I love that. You know what? Like, I just love that advice because I think enough people need to hear about it because I want to, mm. this is so apt because earlier this month, not even joking, I, I made the biggest investment I've ever made in a coach. Ooh, time, did you feel right? nervous? Were your hands sweaty? Oh my God. I was like, I, I thought I was going to like faint or throw up or both at the same time. <laughs> and but it's okay and slash but like natalie would say she's like she the what i decided was i was i just decided that like i am going to make this the best investment i have ever made and that's my decision right i'm going to get the most out of it so i internally made the decision and guess what i doubled my sales between september and october of course of course i did like because i decided i was like i fucking decided that like yeah i made a big investment for sure but I was like, you know what? Like I fucking, I fucking decide to double my income. Show like, up, right? Like you invested, up. show up. Get show what up. you get. You get what you, you only take out what you put in. And yeah, I think that's, that's we it. see that again and again, the people who yeah. don't grow, who come or complain, like I did this. It's like, oh, well, did you do the work? Did you do the homework? Did you actually like turn that lens around and look at your business? And it's yeah. like, well, I didn't have time. Okay. Well, that's not the coach's fault. Right. <laughs> that or like, not that's not, fault. but I think too, like we should do some things that are a little scary, that leap. Right. And oh, I yeah. think like taking those leaps really like, what is it like skin in the game? Right. Like, oh, you jump, sure. like, you know, the day that I decided to invest um, $20,000 in a Facebook ads expert, I was just yeah. like, we're doing it. Let's we're go. It. And Let's like, go. you know, and you learn from every single move you make. You really yeah. do. Whether it turns out to be the best decision or or you get, you know, you're a bit injured and you're licking your paw afterwards. You learn yeah. from every move. For sure. So yeah, I love that. And that's such sage advice. And I am so glad that you got that, got that sage advice like super early in your journey because that is absolutely a, a game changer for sure. So again, thank you so much, Megan, for joining us today. This was so wonderful. It's always a pleasure talking to you. But yeah, yeah. I just love that this interview was just like so freewheeling and you just talked right. about all the things. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate you and everything you do. You're so welcome. I just want to add, I think this conversation is a perfect example. It doesn't have to be hard. Nope. Right. And you nope. and I are perfect examples of that. Yeah. Um, you can be sure. really successful in, in a freelance business and it doesn't have to be hard, just like this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so 100%. much for having me. I really, I really enjoyed it. So you're so welcome. And, and where would you like people to connect with you on social media? Yeah, sure. So you can check out my website, meganwilliamson.com, or I'm active on Instagram, Megan A. Williamson. I'm there all the time sharing little tidbits about Pinterest. So if people are interested about how they can grow their business and get in front of more people, um, you know, Pinterest is a wonderful passive place for people to, to discover your work and your services. Yes, everyone go check out uh, Megan's website and her program. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm in there too. It's just such a fantastic program and she really brings all the value. So go check out her program, go follow her on Instagram. Uh, and she's going to teach you everything about that you need to know about Pinterest and, and about growing your traffic with Pinterest. Uh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll, end up, I'll wrap up the recording now. <laughs>Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. If you want to learn how to hit your first $25,000 month in your freelance business, join us for our free training at satyapurna.com training.
That's all for now. See you in the next episode.